I'm Samantha Sherris. I'm Brittany Allen. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Wednesday, April 19th. Here are today's headlines. The Daily Caller News Foundation reports that one of the men arrested by the FBI on Monday over alleged ties to a Chinese secret police station attended events with prominent New York Democrats. DCNF reports that 61-year-old Lu Jianwang of the Bronx is seen photographed with New York City Mayor Eric Adams and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, and even attended an apparent fundraiser for New York Democratic Rep Grace Meng, according to multiple Chinese-language news reports and photographic evidence. As you recall from our previous reporting, Liu and 59-year-old Chen Jinping of Manhattan were arrested Monday morning and are charged with conspiring to act as agents of the PRC government, as well as obstructing justice by destroying evidence of their communications with a Chinese Ministry of Public Security official. That's according to the Justice Department. Liu, who is said to have assisted with opening the police station in early 2022, and Chen worked on behalf to establish the first overseas police station in the United States on behalf of the Fuzhou branch of the MPS, the Justice Department also said. DCNF is also reporting that it was able to identify Liu, who served as America Changel Association's chairman between 2012 and 2018, by matching his photo found on an archived version of America Changel Association's website with photos from events with Meng, Adams, and Schumer. Liu attended, DCNF reports, the April 2022 fundraiser, according to the report, which featured an image of Meng and Liu standing side by side, and met with New York Democratic Mayor Eric Adams on a number of occasions at events such as anniversary celebrations for America Chango Association, according to multiple Chinese-language news reports. We'll include a link to the DCNF reporting in today's show notes. Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders signed the Given Name Act into law on Monday. Heritage Foundation expert Jonathan Butcher writes that the law says that school officials cannot call a student by a name that does not match the name listed on the student's birth certificate without a parent's permission. Butcher also notes that educators cannot address a child by a pronoun that does not match the child's sex. The bill's sponsor, Republican State Representative Wayne Long, explained that a teacher contacted him and said her conscience would not let her affirm a student confused about his or her sex. KARK.com reported after the Arkansas legislature passed the bill last week that if a school employee's pronoun use goes against a minor student's parents' or guardian's wishes, they shall not be subject to adverse employment action by the bill's terms. If they are subject to employment actions, an employee may sue. A coalition of conservative leaders and former federal government political appointees have compiled a game plan for the next conservative president to restore the Department of Health and Human Services to focus on health care, our colleague Tyler O'Neill reports. 
From the COVID-19 pandemic to abortion funding and transgender mandates, HHS has twisted federal law in the pursuit of public health to marginalize people of faith and promote bureaucrats and leftist activism. Warns a report edited by Roger Severino, a Heritage Foundation expert and former director of the HHS Office of Civil Rights under President Donald Trump. Severino argues that the next conservative president must reverse these abuses and return HHS to its proper role, the promotion of public health. Severino told The Daily Signal in his statement on Monday that few areas of life are more important and more subject to abuse than public health. Unfortunately, our public health agencies have replaced science and medicine with politics and ideology, and Americans now face shorter lifespans as a result. Reform can only happen if entrenched special interests from lawless bureaucratic leaders and big pharma are reined in and rooted out. Severino organized and edited a major part in the book, Mandate for Leadership, compiled by the 2025 Presidential Transition Project, noting that after the COVID-19 pandemic was over, U.S. life expectancy continued to drop precipitously. Severino's team breaks down the massive bureaucracy of HHS and presents specific recommendations for each branch of the behemoth agency. We will include a link to Tyler's article in the show notes, which focuses on a few of the specific issues that motivate the major changes the report recommends. Fox News has settled a defamation lawsuit with Dominion voting systems related to the 2020 election and claims of voter fraud. Dominion filed the $1.6 billion lawsuit against Fox back in March of 2021. After the settlement was reached, Fox News said in a Tuesday statement that we are pleased to have reached a settlement of our dispute with Dominion Voting Systems. We acknowledge that the court's rulings finding certain claims about Dominion to be false. This settlement reflects Fox's continued commitment to the highest journalistic standards. The statement also said we are hopeful that our decision to resolve this dispute with Dominion amicably instead of the acrimony of a divisive trial allows the country to move forward from these issues. Let's take a listen to some comments by Dominion's CEO on Tuesday via Reuters. Fox and Dominion have reached an historic settlement. Fox has admitted to telling lies about Dominion that caused enormous damage to my company, our employees, and the customers that we serve. Nothing can ever make up for that. Throughout this process, we have sought accountability and believe the evidence brought to light through this case underscores the consequences of spreading lies. Fox will pay Dominion $787.5 million. The media company still faces a lawsuit from Smartmatic, which is also a voting company. MSNBC reports that Smartmatic is seeking $2.7 billion in damages for allegedly defamatory claims about the 2020 presidential election. The United Nations is estimating that India will surpass China in terms of population by the middle of this year. Should this happen, India will become the most populous country in the world. Reuters reports that the demographic data from the United Nations Population Fund's State of World Population Report estimates India's population at 1.4286 billion against 1.4257 billion for China. 
Reuters also reports that population experts using previous data from the UN have projected India would go past China this month. But the latest report from the global body did not specify a date for when the change would take place. As you'll recall from our previous reporting, China's population shrank for the first time in six decades. A Biden administration official appeared uncertain about the location of 85,000 migrant children during a hearing on Tuesday. Unaccompanied migrant children remain in the custody of the Office of Refugee Resettlement until they are placed with a parent or sponsor. But Robin DeMarcos, director of the Office of Refugee Resettlement under the Department of Health and Human Services, told a House Oversight and Accountability Subcommittee that her office does not monitor or track the whereabouts of children after they are released from our care. In February, the New York Times reported that even though HHS checks on all minors by calling them a month after they begin living with their sponsor, data obtained by the newspaper showed that over the last two years, the agency could not reach more than 85,000 children. Overall, the agency lost immediate contact with a third of migrant children, according to the Times. Subcommittee Chairman Glenn Grothman question Marcos on whether that reporting was accurate. Let's take a listen to his exchange with Marcos via the Oversight Committee's Twitter. Could the 85,000 number be right that the New York Times has? We don't know where 85,000 unaccompanied minors wound up. We uh, do not track or monitor. The answer is no. There are 85,000 kids who came across the border. We don't know. Is that right? Apparently it is. ORR um, works within the statutes and authorities and resources provided. Okay, okay well, we'll take that to mean we don't know where they are. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to the Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't gotten the chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed where we bring you interviews with lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning. I'm going to be sitting down with Brian Westbrook to discuss the opposition that the pro-life movement is currently facing and why sidewalk counseling remains such a powerful tool to serving women facing crisis pregnancies. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach even more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read and appreciate all of your feedback. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope you all have a great night and we'll see you right back here tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.